When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Ugh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? A voice for common sense and a face for radio. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, whether a Republican or Democrat is in the White House, whether or not the House of Representatives or the U.S. Senate are controlled by Republicans or Democrats, there's one constant to public policy, and that is the economy. You remember that old cliche somebody would say, it's the economy, stupid. We've heard that from the 90s on into today. And my guess is there are a lot of people who may have a preference for one party or another, but what they really want to know is, do I have the economic opportunities to put food on my table and keep a roof over my family's head? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us on American Viewpoints. I'm joined now by Mark Hamrick from Bankrate.com. Mark, first of all, Happy New Year. Thanks for the time today. And we've got a look at what the governance is going to look like at the federal level. A Democrat in the White House, very slim majorities of Democrats in the House and the Senate what are the most pressing economic challenges that they have to deal with that the federal government actually can influence? Sure. Good to be with you, Mike, and Happy New Year to you. And to level set this just a bit for people to remind members of your audience, uh, or perhaps to tell them the first time, although I've been here in the nation's capital region for 30 years, I grew up in Southeast Kansas. I spent part of my youth in St. Louis. So I'm very familiar uh, with areas uh, of the country that are, are well uh, far away from uh, the so-called Beltway. I live slightly outside the Beltway in Washington, and I think it's good to have some at least uh, ideological uh, separation from that to some degree. And so to answer your question, whether it would have been Donald Trump serving another term or whether uh, it will be, in fact, uh, Joe Biden uh, with the awesome and sometimes almost overwhelming responsibility of serving as our president, uh, the challenges are quite daunting. And we can go to data, which is important, facts, uh, and look at, for example, our most recent bank rate economic survey, where economists thought that the unemployment rate would uh, basically be as high as 6% at the end of this year. Mind you, uh, very recently, it's been in the upper 6% range as measured by uh, the Labor Department. And uh, there are, I would say, upside opportunities for the economy, meaning that it could perform better than expected. The reason for the downturn, of course, has largely to do uh, with the pandemic and our responses to it, and some might say our, our lack of response to it. And so the resolution of uh, the economy's problems is linked in part to putting uh, the broader part of the pandemic behind us, but also the le possible legislative responses. And so obviously uh, when uh, President-elect uh, Biden talks about his top priorities, it's worth mentioning that a day after the Georgia runoff elections were held uh, in terms of that Tuesday, most recent Tuesday, uh, Senate 
the incoming presumptive Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer mentioned one policy priority, and that was to get $2,000 stimulus checks out mm-hmm. to people. And of course, that's what President Trump was talking about, just wasn't able to get it through, ironically, other than Republican-controlled Senate. So I think it's about stimulating the economy. It's about trying to get the job market at least closer to normal. But that is a big hill to scale because we lost 22 million jobs in March and April. And even before the pandemic, while the economy had obviously done a lot of healing to get to three and a half percent on unemployment, there still has been this hollowing out of the middle class in our country uh, that's been something years in the making. And so that's really the challenge and the opportunity for elected officials, not just in Washington, DC, but all over the country to try to do something about that. And there are some issues, Mark, where, you know, we don't get into them on shows like this because it's ideological and cultural. When it comes to the issues of economy like this, there are clear ideological differences. Uh, Small government, less spending, less borrowing versus government being aggressive in sending out things like those checks and support for businesses. And I know that different sectors of the economy have different preferences. I suspect most businesses just want to get open again, but what kind of role is the federal government likely to have or should or shouldn't have when it comes to uh, trying to get the rest of the economy back up and running? And it's going to be hard to do if some states are are continuing their their crackdowns and lockdowns and other states maybe aren't. Sure. And, you know, when I'm in a, a situation like this, Mike, where I'm, I'm addressing a broad audience such as yours, what I try to do is to remind people that I'm professionally, politically agnostic. I'm not here to cheerlead or take down anybody in the process other than, you know, what President uh, George W. Bush might have called evildoers, whoever they (laughs) might be. But, um, But my point about this is there is a large middle ground when it comes to policy, okay? It's just that very often in recent years, it's the people who made, I'll use the phrase, made the most noise, tended to generate the most attention or publicity. And that's at, I would say, at the extremes of both political parties. And no doubt there are some people listening to this right now may populate some of those uh, portions of it. But to try to bring it back to this large center, I'll just remind people that, for example, the Business Roundtable is basically a large uh, trade group of CEOs of the largest companies in America, not exactly uh, a left-leaning organization, to say the very least. And one of the things that it has talked about was the need for stimulus legislation of some kind, and we know that that happened in late December, finally. Uh, and, and they also want to have some adherence to law in our country. And, and that's, those are sort of minimal expectations, I would say. The strength of the United States of America over many years has been that we are a nation of laws. And, you know, different people have different ways of defining that. But if you don't have basically legal structure that can be adhered to our country, things begin to crumble because we know what happens in countries where there's either an authoritarian approach or a lack of uh, sufficient legal structure. And, and so those are some of the middle ground areas, but also predictability, the, right? Yeah, I was so about to ask about of, that, yep. Yeah, so one of the things that we would talk about over many years would be uh, trying to not only assess uncertainty, but to define it. And sometimes we have no idea what the uncertainties facing us are. So for example, what were the uncertainties that we would have enunciated on September 10th, 2001? 
it wouldn't have been that we would have had the most serious terrorist attack of our lifetimes in the United States. So we didn't necessarily know that was coming, leaving aside perhaps what was going on in the intelligence community at that mm -hmm. time. Same with the pandemic at the end of December 2019, right? You would not have put that at the top of your bingo card. So one of the things that people loved about President Trump was also one thing that some people found uh, difficult to manage through, and, and, and companies were part of this, at least some, and that was uncertainty. In other words, that he uh, didn't necessarily forecast well in advance uh, policy uh, changes that he might make. Uh, so I think one of the hallmarks of the Biden administration, whether you're a fan of it or not, or somewhere in between, is that it'll be much more predictable. And then there has been this movement uh, over the past several months with the outcomes of these elections toward what I would say moderation or heightening the strength that moderates have. So it wasn't that Bernie Sanders won the nomination. It wasn't that Elizabeth Warren won the nomination. AOC was not voted in as House Speaker. There's a tendency recently to go to a more moderate ground, and that's a more predictable environment for business. And that's a kind of an environment that business, I would say, for the most part, wants to see because ultimately, you know, as consumers, these things that generate uncertainty broadly undermine consumer confidence. In other words, we're just scared of our out of our wits to spend. Uh, and so, I think that if if we're able to get through the pandemic a, as uh, as swiftly as we hope and to some degree expect, there's going to be more of a return to. Um, uh, traditional norms uh, in the business community and in policy in government, uh, leaving aside what may happen two, four years down the road. Sure. And I think ultimately those are going to be uh, beneficial for the business environment. All right. And you can find uh, your recent survey at bankrate.com. And of course, you're on uh, social media, Twitter and everything else at Bankrate as well. Mark, really appreciate the uh, insight. It's been a, been a whale of a year. And we will have more to discuss as the year <laughs> unfolds, I'm sure, Mike. Stay safe and thanks so much. Absolutely. You too. All right. Just ahead, one of the things that could be a little bit easier for you has to do with health care costs. Uh, as of January 1st, hospitals have to disclose some of their pricing up front. Not going to tell you everything, but it may really help. We'll explain how you can use that to your advantage just ahead on American Viewpoints. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. 